Hello and welcome to another episode of FBO Prestige Worldwide. Prestige Worldwide. As always, I'm Sean and my, here's my co-host Kane. How are you, buddy? G'day. 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 What's going on on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? It's, uh, I think it's quite hot here still. I mean, you'd expect that from Australia, but like it's quarter past seven at night and it's 30 degrees, which yeah. I think is reminiscent of what we were talking about a month ago where the temperature hasn't changed at all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only gotten warmer here. It's like, it's nearly half past 11 in the morning and it's blue skies. It's like 12 degrees ish. Yeah. About 12, 13. It's good. It's a bit chilly. Yep. Last, um, for everyone that listened to last week's po- podcast, um, it's quite funny because it was actually a long one. It, it went for like an hour and 20 minutes and I had to do, I realized after listening to it and editing it, I had to do quite a lot of cutting. Being that we talked, we talked about COVID for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Let's not do that again. I essentially just cut all that out because I was like, okay, if, if we're going to like, you know, go off on one of these massive like spirals into into COVID stances. We're going to, probably going to get red flagged by fucking Spotify. Uh, be like the next yeah. Joe Rogan. <laughs> so I was like, let's yeah. just stick to stick to FBL. <laughs> stick to what we said we'll be about. Anyway, yeah. Russia. What's your thought? No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank God we're not going to talk about this this time. Oh man, funny. But anyway, so you are having a fantastic week. Uh yeah, I think I am, you know, um, just to timestamp this uh, game week 28, we are currently um, on. We've got another four or five fix. I think it's four fixtures tomorrow night. Um, so, yeah, so we're halfway through the game week, essentially. Um, yeah, I'm having a, having a good one, man. Um, 94 points currently. Um, I've still got... Uh, what's that? One, two, three, nine. four, five. Yeah. Yeah. Nine players to play because I bench boost, um, bench boosted this week. Um, yeah. Like, what can I say? The trade, it, it all comes down to essentially my, my trade that I made this week, which, like I said in the podcast, was a possibility, but um, it wasn't exactly, <laughs> I didn't really think about it until the last minute about captaining him so and that's the boy reese james um and, it, and it, it's paid off for you yeah well times 10 essentially got he, goal assist three bonus sheet. yeah 18 bonus point points um, 18 captain 32 and he i think he only played like 70 minutes yeah so actually captain 36 and he's got another game week to go so and he's got Norwich away, which I'm pretty sure he gets another rotation. But well, the fact that he's he already came, paid off for what yeah, he is. The fact he came off at 70 minutes is more promising that he probably starts uh, and comes off early again, depending on how the the game goes. But yeah, that single hand based on how Norwich yeah lost in their first game, it's it's exciting for you. Yeah, I mean. Look, I'll, we'll talk about him. I'll go through my team. So, so far, um, Saar has got me three points. You know, disappointing Wolves. Like, when I wildcarded, I've, I've had three. I brought three Wolves assets in, and they've just, ever since I brought them in, they've been terrible, essentially. Like, I brought them in, especially doubled up in defense due to their um, probability of getting clean sheets, which was 
good at the time, but it's just declined rapidly since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just really getting sick of them. So besides yeah, two, that, two, week, two weeks ago, we we're talking about how strong they are. Uh, yeah. Defensively, and then it's just not not paying off. Yeah. Besides, at least with Saar, he does get the save points, which is nice, and he's pretty much got save points every week. So three points from him. He's got Watford to come, so fingers crossed he can keep a clean sheet in that one. Um, Trent, 12 points, really happy with. Um, got the assist, got three bonus, so can't complain with that. Um, Sace, like I said, Wolves just conceding goals. Sace pretty much... Until I see something, um, you know, positive from the Wolves' defence in, in in keeping clean sheets, I just can't see a reason to have Wolves defenders. Um, besides having the keeper, they're just yeah, they're just not good enough for me. Uh, but hopefully, he gets a clean sheet. So he just got the one point. Um, Luca Dean <laughs> got COVID, so that was so annoying because. Pretty much on the socials, no one knew. There was no um, hint of it at all that he was going to miss the game. Because um, obviously, if I'd had known that, I probably would have turned him into James. Um, but yeah, you know, rather than Van Dyke. Yeah. yeah, rather than Van Dyke. So, you know, even though he had the double, but, you know, Luca Dean didn't play. So there is a possible, like, outside chance that he can get up for the Leeds game. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's a quick turnaround, and that's that's where you want him. Yeah, hopefully, because if he does, like, I mean, I'll be backing leads the score, but Luca Dean could easily get some attacking returns if he plays. So a bit disappointing. Then obviously James captain, so I brought him in for Van Dyke. Um, yeah, like we said before, thirty six points so far as my captain. He's just he's pretty much made by game week. The really, really good one. Um, Rafina, who my vice captain is, so who we talked about was my possible captain at the time. Um, two points, but let's be honest, should have been more. He had two clear chances to score two goals. Um, one was a tap in from like I don't know if you saw the highlights, but it was just an easy tap in, and he's hit it straight into the goalkeeper. So that mm-hmm. was really disappointing. Um, it was I don't know. It was two. He was like two yards out. It was. Oh my God, it was so annoying. So he should have scored more points. So, you know, it was lucky and not lucky at the same time because he could have held massively and I didn't captain him. But, you know, the thing is, he at least the the stats and the eye test shows that he's still a good asset. So he's still got another game to go. Um, Sonny, seven points, which was good, but not the greatest compared to in comparison to the rest of the game. It was a 5-0 win for Tottenham. Um, against Everton, which no one really saw coming. Um, and we, everyone knows Everton haven't been the greatest, but I didn't see five goals being shipped no. past them. Um, from Sunny get go, it was just a, a shock. Yeah. And Sunny, you know, had scored the goal, should have got an assist, had another clear chance, one on one with the keeper. Um, he could have massively hauled, but, you know, at the end of the day, he scored less than most of the guys like Kolovesky and Kane. And even Doherty scored better than him. Um, and he got dragged in the 60th minute. So a bit annoying because I feel like it's going to be one of those. It's not going to be a big ceiling for Sonny, like coming up to these double game weeks. So here's one we'll talk about um, when we talk about game week 29. Salah. Yes. This is the reason why my, this is pre- essentially the reason why my green arrow is so good because Salah blanked and I didn't captain him. Um, yeah. And he was the highest 
that, you know, as expected, the highest captain player in the game. I think he had like um, 1.5 million um, managers put the armband on him. Um, so, yeah, it was a good blank, even though he should have scored as well. He had a good, good game. He should have scored. Um, Ramsey, three points, still got a game to go, you know. Leeds is when he that could still be a good game for him. Yeah, he scored the two goals last time against Leeds, so we'll see how we go. Broyer only two points, which was interesting, being that they got that was a bit of another surprise game that they got spanked. Um, I don't think anyone really thought that they were going to lose by so much, Um, but you know, to their credit, um, Aston Villa just yeah smashed them and. Broyard had his chances but didn't do too much but hopefully against Newcastle he can get some missing points um, and then him and there's the um, you know another disappointing part you know I did flag it last week that he got benched um, and he got benched again so it seems that him and there's spot is um, he's definitely out of favour with Bruno Spirillage so we'll see what happens against Watford and then you know my bench boost so far it's been pretty good um, I think I'm on 22 points. Is that right? 12, 8, 21, 24 points. So that's good. I consider that a good bench boost so far. With one play. Yeah, with Dubravka to still have another game. So Dubravka, three points with another game in hand. Gabriel, (laughs) disappointing. But the reason I have him in there is essentially because he's a point of difference. He's someone that, if when he does get that goal, we'll just see me get a huge green arrow. Um, Saka, really good goal and assist. Um, looked really good as well. And then Lacazette, the two assists, which were quite lucky, but I'll take him. So, you know, when, when we consider bench boosts, I think anything over 20 points is a win. Um, yeah, easy. But, you know, obviously... It's, it's, be- bench boost is very easy to stuff up. So yeah. You've done and, great. and like, you know... Sure, it's not a double game week. I've only got one double game week player on my bench boost. But, you know, the fact that Arsenal had a, such a good week in against like a good opposition against um, Watford, I thought it was too good to kind of pass by. Um, yeah. And you're not going to get that again. Yeah. And, and a payoff, yeah. And I mean, obviously, if Luka Dean doesn't play, then it doesn't look so good because technically I would get one of the boys like Gabriel off the bench, Luka Dean would go onto my bench and then my you know my game week only works out to be like 22 or something but yeah it's annoying in that respects but at the end of the day I'm happy with it and yeah 94 points and got a current you know rank rise of like <laughs> I'm in the, I'm well and truly in the title top 10k um now 4,837 currently so inside the top yep. 5k um and got a nice yep. yeah 20 point um, buffer on staying. It's, the top it's a feat. Am I right in saying that's your, your highest scoring for the season, the highest rank? Yep. Yep. High score yep. for the rank. Yep. Um, that, that deserves a round of applause, my friend. You've done very well. Here we go. Just for you. <laughs> Fuck off. Just for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sounds more like um, a rustling of like tinfoil. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how we have to make the sounds until we get a sponsor. Yeah, so that's please true. sponsor us. I mean, look, it's good. I'm happy, but obviously, you know, I'm only down to two more chips. So it's good at currently. There's still 10 game weeks to go and who knows what can happen then. But yeah, I'm definitely, um, yeah, I'm definitely not considering it to be 
you know, it's done. I'm like, yep, done. This is, this is where I want to be. But, you know, I feel like I'm going to push harder. I do want to try and get inside the top 1K now, which is very possible. Um, but, you know, I'm not overthinking it because realistically I did say that I want to, I want to finish inside the, inside the top 10 K and that will be, that'd be good if that can happen. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, you're on the right track. Yeah, man. But still the rest of the season is there. It's not, it's not over yet. No, plenty of, um, uh, to go under the any, bridge. anything, uh, I mean, Maverick on the James captain and a lot of what we, discussed last week has yeah, we'll, turned we'll, out to be true for you yeah definitely i mean you know i remember with me it was obviously we had the argument about rafina against salah and coutinho against salah and we did talk about getting in the chelsea boys now i always said that i wanted to go james over rudiger if, if i knew he was going to play because of the upside um yeah. And I was never really going to captain Rüdiger because, you know, his ceiling's not very high, but he gives you a solid six to eight points every week. But we know what James can do. And I personally know what James can do when I benched him for 23 points earlier in the season. So the fact that I've kind of been rewarded a little bit by backing him in, um, you know, it doesn't make it seem so bad for benching those for those points. So, no, I'm really good. It's, I'm happy with it. You know, like, like I said, I don't know if you watched the game. Um, the goal was a bit fortunate. Like he went past like yeah. four step, players. Step in yeah. Hard drive. <laughs> like shot, it yeah. just from a really tight angle and it was it was well played. You know, he did some nice. It's a very skip. James goal. Yeah, it was very skillful moves, but it was a bit jammy. But this it, I always knew he was probably gonna assist. Um so yeah, man. I'm fucking stoked. Happy days. Happy, Happy days. days. And then just, that's how the right yeah. Not only the right transfer, but also the right captain choice can make a big difference when you get them both right. Is oh, a huge definitely. Difference. And especially the because where, 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 if you didn't captain him and say you did captain Rafina, and obviously we don't know how Rafina finishes this round, mm. but where, where do you think your rank would be? Oh, look, Rafina only got two points so far. So, you know, with, with the captain of James, I've got a plus 26 point gain. Which is huge. Mm. That's so the gain is twenty six on everyone else around me. So that's why I've, you know, shoot, I've shot so high into the top ten k in the rankings. So yeah, yeah. If if I didn't captain James, I wouldn't even be on sixty points. So you know, it's yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, you've got it right because that like you, you think about captain choices, and they would only have maybe like even the the good picked captain choices might have 15 points mm. is, is what the average is sort of show. So it's, it's crazy to think how much better your captain choice is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, to boost you. Cause you might've only made, I don't know, 3000 spots and just mm. been inside. Yeah. Um, just been inside 10 K, but yeah, to be at 4,800 from 12,000 is a, a crazy mm. jump. Yeah. And like, obviously it's not just the captain, but also their bench boost paid off so far this week. So it's a number of things that have put me up the rankings. Um, and, you know, it could, like I said, it could have been better. I could have, for instance, I could have kept Van Dyke instead of Gabrielle, for instance, and get Van Dyke got a clean sheet. So that's an extra five points, you know? 
Um, same with Dean. Like if Dean doesn't play, having Van Dyke there instead, um, you know. Yeah, and- which pushes you further because it's you look at your next goal now. You're 37 points off top 1,000. Mm. Which is still the, the margins get decent. slimmer and slimmer. Yeah, it's like it would be. I, I need a lot to go my way to break into that top 1K, um, especially with the the amount of um, managers with with more chips up their sleeve, like the wild card is still heavily owned, um, you know, bench boost. Cause like I've, I've used wild card bench boost free hit within the last three weeks. Um, so you've still, you've still got one free hit left. Yeah. Still got one free hit and still got the triple captain, which we will uh, talk about later on in the show. Yes, but we will. Let's talk My about team. your game week. How did you go? So, pretty. Um, I mean, I'm happy and unhappy at the same time, which is probably a good way to sum up my season. Uh, 57 points. I still have five players to play, including Coutinho, who I did captain in the end, which was, I think, against everything we discussed. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it it was it was interesting running over, obviously, our discussion and then also I'll I'll run through what went through my head with with the choices in the end because it wasn't uh, it, it went a bit different to how our discussion went in my head afterwards, which is easy to do because we help summarize each other's thoughts and get it out. Yeah. Um, and he's still got to play leads. Um, I pretty much bang on my safety score. So I, I guess when you think of uh, safety being 57 points, I'm on 57 points, but I took a four-point hit. So that's why I have dropped. Yeah, And it's only marginal i think i dropped twelve thousand places but i expect that to come back because i don't think a lot of people have five players to play or if you do you're probably a much higher rank than me yeah um so my i I, I didn't do any more trades i ended up doing the kdb to son which we saw kdb actually performed when he hasn't for the last two weeks (laughs) yeah eduard to jimenez Mm. eduard to jimenez well son still did as good as i thought he would do um And he looks strong, and, and I'm uh, like, if Son can keep up his recent form, I'm happy with that. And Son has uh, the fixtures as well. Yeah. Ex- that's what I meant. Keep up form through mm. what's going to be a good, good run. Um, Eduardo Jimenez is the better choice, but I don't want Jimenez to keep up his recent form. But he has even better fixtures, but obviously he's now a rotation risk because he's mm. not performing because of his form. So that's, that's a wait and see because. I do very much feel like fixtures is the key, but it could bite me because it's the midfielders that are performing for Wolves. Um, mm. So, well, to be fair, um, it's no one performing for Wolves. Essentially, Wolves are just—they <laughs> have the last three weeks. They've just been shocking. Um, and Jimenez, you know, must be a reason for that. That's why he's being benched. But if they do change system, like there's there's the hinting at that there's the chance they're going to change system to a back four then him and has got more of a chance of starting than not. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, hope, hopeful. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he is better over the 90 minutes, even against the harder squads. It's just a, a turn. They've got Watford this week, so yeah, I'm Watford, hoping yeah. in, a, in a whatever minutes he gets, 20 minutes, he can pull out a goal and then they're back to playing him at least 60 mm-hmm. for the next game against Everton. And then he's in great form and then it's lead. So it's great fixtures but it's whether or not he gets the game time and puts him away. Yeah. So we will see. Um, 
So running over my team, Sanchez got one point, Trent 12, much like yours. Uh, Liv from Mento, they got pummeled um, yep. by, was it Villa Fournier? Yeah. Um, he's still got Newcastle play. So he's on zero points at the moment, hoping something comes from Newcastle because Southampton mm. up and down. Cancelo, only two points. Uh, he did play the full game, but I did notice earlier there's a yellow sticker against him. Yeah, Zulness. I think he's, he's got COVID. Yeah, which when I saw that, obviously I started looking at alternatives and then which came into future plans, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tierney did nothing in a, a strong game for Watford, so that's disappointing. Um, but yeah, we, it's the, the way I see Arsenal is their end of run to the end of the season should put them as top four contenders. So it's like yeah. you, you look at your your team and I'm like, you're already on the Arsenal bandwagon ahead of most. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good good move. Um, we've already talked about Rafina. I was never going to captain him. Mm. But um, I think he's one you hang on to if you have him. Yeah. Just because he didn't perform terribly. He's just in a terrible team at the moment. Mm. And uh, I say at the moment because hopefully... He transfers somewhere and we get to see the brilliance that we saw at the start of the season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as I said, Son did what I expected him to. Um, did Yeah, no one expected a 5-0 thrashing of Everton. No. Um, Salah got three points and he was my vice captain, which I know I did. I, he was. It was a hard choice not to captain him because that's what everyone did. So there's always a risk that if he kills it when he's come yeah. off the back of 18 and 10 points. But you were right. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I was going to have to ask you that. I didn't have to this time. <laughs> and then I'll come back to Coutinho. Um, yeah. Dennis had two points. He's still, which it's just Dennis. We know how forwards are performing. He scored a goal still as well, got... but it was offside. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he still gets nice dangerous did... spots. Yeah. And uh, he, like his stats were better than mm. what they have been. It's just up and down. Um, we will see. For his price point, 6.1, you're not going to get a better forward. You're only going to get worse or reduced game time. So unless you're going to spend the money elsewhere and something like that, that's, that's where my thoughts are on that. And we've already spoken about Jimenez because we both have him. Yeah. Um, bench was Ward, Bowen, uh, which although he, he – did he get injured in the game? Yeah, so he got he got injured, which is really I consider yeah. that to be so lucky for you, especially the fact, like the fact well, that you we benched, talked about playing. Yeah, him. the fact that you benched him, I was like, well, but you got a bit of luck there because he did get injured, so it worked out yeah. well. Well, yeah. I just thought like his his stats had been down in the previous two games, and even though Newcastle's found some form and will still have an all right defense. It was like, but you're doing nothing compared to what you've done against harder teams. So there's something going on there. And then, yeah, lucky that I did. It was, I think I only spent 10 minutes on it after our chat, after last podcast. And that was an easy decision. Um, And for the same reason, um, was uh, Vegost against Chelsea. I was like, play the fixtures. And me was still injured. Um, So I didn't play him. He was the third sub. Going back to Coutinho, what, what went through my head afterwards? Because I very much had it on Salah. Yeah. Um, well, we had we had a good fifteen minute discussion on the pros and cons for the captain choice. Essentially, you were and you know, you know I was adamant about Casino based on fixtures, and you were adamant about Salah based on form. 
And that was the argument. And what's weird is what I came back to was, well, even if, like, I think what I what I went through was fixtures of West Ham and Brighton, um, and Brighton being away. The 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 for, sorry 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 let me say that again. The fixtures of um, West Ham is he's going to get maybe a goal, maybe a goal and assist based on recent form. But like you always say, the double game week player is the one you should go for. And even though the forms of Coutinho is not as good, the fixtures were there when Southampton, I think it had a, uh, a recent drumming, which goes to see based on uh, their game against Villa. Um it more comes into the ceiling of Coutinho with having, with, a, with having, in my mind, especially that Leeds game, better fixtures. So West Ham or Southampton were kind of on par. But then I thought, well, the Leeds game is what tees it off. We've seen how bad Leeds have been. Coutinho, whatever he gets in Southampton is great. He could kill it in the Leeds. And if he's captain, that should outscore Salah. Yeah. No matter what happens in Southampton. The fact that he's done well in Southampton is only great. So now I'm not worried. So yeah, exactly. it's, 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 it is a risk, um, but it, it's paid off. But I still stand by, like, when you look that Salah got two goals and assist against Leeds, obviously far easier thing. But that, mm. that Leeds fixture that he had done last week, I went, Coutinho is about to go into that. Mm. So why not try and play that advantage? So, yeah, yeah just disappointing that there's other players that aren't performing as well, such as, yeah. well, one, Salah, which we didn't want to, I guess, if you're not going to captain him. But I really I thought Livermento would have done yeah. better. I really thought Jimenez was going to do better. So, And they've still got another game week to try and redeem themselves. That's what's good about it. They've got another... Yeah, five players to play. It's... Um, it's, 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 I'm not worried about it. And the good thing is, with game week over, I don't have to worry about it. I just go, all right. This podcast a chance to go. Well, what's what's the future move? Because yeah. whatever happens from here is going to happen. Obviously, I want to make up an extra four points on top of that because I've got the negative four. But that was always the risk you run, and it didn't pay off. But I do know the Jimenez fixtures should mm. please get game time and should pay off. But well, that's exactly it like when you look at it, right? In comparison, only seven point six, so you're not missing a lot. Yeah, in comparison, you got rid of Edward. For Jimenez <clears throat> and Edward, what I don't, I don't think Edward played, so I think Edward got a zero. So you've got plus one on him, and then yeah, sure you took a minus four um, with you know with that trade getting Son in for KDB, and sure KDB killed it with like a double pointer. But the thing is, you have fixtures with Son now. You've got another another three, so you've got what double game week next week, and then a game week and game week in thir- thirty while. KDB only has one game week to go. So essentially, you've taken a minus four for an extra two game weeks for Son over KDB. So it should, in theory, return. You know, you should be able to get yeah. that minus four back. But the hard position. thing is biting my tongue on when, uh, well, post-December, post-Christmas post break, we'll call it. It was um, very much my idea to have Salah and KDB, and it's only the fixtures for Son and, mm. and his recent spell that sort of went, oh, let's do it, let's do it. And, and also, people were moving 
out of KDB had a, had a price drop and I think another one after that. So it's like for him to pull out this, it, I think it throws a lot of contention for keeping KDB and shit. What if I can do all three? Oh my God, yeah. don't, don't even suggest well, it, Kane. <laughs> that's exactly why KDB is priced at where he is because he is yeah. a player that's going to perform like that. He's, he's sure he's going to have game weeks where he gets two or three points, but he can easily pull out a, you know, a double goal and three bonus like he did last week. So that's why he's priced at, you know, 11 mil. So it just, it just depends on whether you're willing to spend that much money on something like that. <clears throat> but yep. Um, yep. yeah, like I still think you're going to come away with a green arrow this week, Kane, because like I said, you do have the players to come and you've still got Coutinho who's your captain. So, like I said, if you had Captain Salah, I probably think you would have definitely got a big red. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the fact that your captain still would play is good. It's promising. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm 12 points, 12 points off 400K. So I think yeah. I see myself break into that this week as long as Coutinho, who's involved in everything, does yeah. one thing. Just one, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. As um, long as that's not a red card thing. So yeah, exactly. Um, no can, I, I just want to uh, just give myself this, just for the continuo choice, with your help, obviously. <laughs> I just have it. You're gonna rustle yeah, the. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Rustle the alfoil. Uh, thank you. I'll bow. All right, that's enough. Of that. So that, that should be another clap for me. Essentially, <laughs> if we listen back to the podcast, <laughs> you were adamant that you were not conti- you were not captain in Coutinho. <laughs> I was more. I was more a no to Rafina. Yeah. Well, that's it. it, was, it was... I mean, to be fair, I'm. Like I said, it was. Uh, it wasn't an easy choice to pick James over Rafina. But the fact that Tuchel came out and said James is fully fit, he's fully good to go, and the fact that I heard Aspilicueta was still out means James had no competition. I was like, "Fuck it, go so home, you know, go hard or go home." Let's give something to the listeners here because we we talk a lot about our teams, but but I don't know if we spend enough time reflecting to be like, what do the what do the people need to get better scores rather than just listening to our teams, listening to what we're doing, and you get ideas. I, I think because, like I said last week, like I am, I see myself as an average player. Generally, I'm watching highlights and then I forget about them anyway. And if it wasn't for the podcast, I, I, I could very easily slip into not changing my team. Yeah. So the podcast helps me, but not everyone has a podcast to do. Mm. With you, the key differences, if, if you can put together a list, it would be things like you don't make your trades generally. Um, yeah. until you've heard the, pre- the press conferences. 100%. And that's that's a key thing because you, do you do that every week? Yeah. Well, so, you know, I don't personally listen to the press conferences, but I read them on like Twitter or I listen to, you know, quick shorts on like Fantasy Football Scout that they, they talk about them. Um, they do like a presser roundup. And it's just key, it's just key notes about players that, potentially missing or injured or potentially starting because it helps. Yeah. It helps enormously, especially with the James situation. Well, Cause it could be as simple as, Oh crap. What if, if James wasn't playing, you couldn't be like, all right, I'll move him to the sub bench. Yes. I already stuffed all the transfer, but mm. move him to the bench. And you can rearrange your sub so you, that you could end up with a better score rather than playing him. And you've, you've realized you've put a, a which happens a lot. You put a dummy first choice sub and you're like, no, that was the wrong choice. Yeah. So having a tool to, to listen to the, the press conferences essentially is, is the key there. Um, 
which obviously also helps with captain choices. What what else do you think is the difference with say between you and me that that gives you the edge? Um, well, I don't know. I think I'm obsessed with fantasy, but I think you are as well. But it also comes down to, you know, I look at it like, for instance, with DraftKane, you are definitely more involved with draft than you are with, with, um, you know, just your normal fantasy FPL. And I think that's because you know that there's a sniff there of a chance to succeed. While with with FPL, I think once you if you start off with a bad rank, you're just trying to claw your way back, and it gets a little bit like you said, you get a bit over it, and you don't sometimes you don't do your team, blah blah blah, blah and you realise that you know it's not always to fight for. But with draft, there's a chance that you can you know beat your mates essentially. And I think the fact that I've started off so well this season means I'm more involved because I want to get that, you know, illustrious top 10K finish. So I think the where we are positioned when it comes to our overall rank defines on who, you know, is making more of a conscious effort with their teams. Yeah. Does that so make sense? What, what you're saying, it's, it's about how you invest your time, I guess, because you are right. Like, I'm just looking at numbers and going... I don't know who I'm like, I'm against you. I'm never going to catch that. So I'm like, what am I really doing here? I'm doing mm. a podcast and I enjoy football and I like watching it. And then with the draft, I'm like, I'm going to beat this person that I see at training every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. yeah. And so that's fun. Be like, ha, huh, I almost beat you because typically I lose because my team's <laughs> shit, but you're exactly right. So I'm on top of whoever's coming into form. I'm like, boom, trade's done. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Almost pays off. Still doesn't. Mm. Um, yeah, you're exactly right. So I, I guess for listeners, it's which which we know you invest more time in something, you're going to get better at it, but mm. you have to do that like for seasons and seasons to get better at your decision making, at not making the mistakes that a lot of people make with with knee jerks or not looking at all the fixtures or not planning ahead. So yeah, I think you're still. Time. I, I, I don't think you still, I still think you should give yourself credit because you are having a good season, like in comparison to, you know, previous seasons. I mean, it's just the fact, like, you know, to start off the season, Kane, you, your first overall rank in game week one was like one, one mil. And you pushed after game week five, after game week six, sorry, you were into this top 300K, you know, you were 200K. And then you obviously had a bit of a slump and you've been up and down ever since. And you're slowly making your way back up. And I think it's because, like I said, it, it's all about trying to, um, I get excited about the possibility of gaining rank, which pushes me to, to kind of be more, you know, involved and, um, you know, invested into the information about mm. fantasy. Because I want to know, I want to know that I'm, what I'm doing has merit. I'm not just going off a whim, like off a whim and being like, you know, I want to back my moves with stats, not only like obviously you and I are both very much, um, you know, we're, we're more driven by the eye test, but stats this year, I've taken a lot more into account than I have previously. And I think it's paid off based on my rank. Um, and to be fair, Kane, some might say that you're more invested than me being you have paid for a membership on fantasy football scouts, which I don't have. <laughs> so you actually have yep. the tools, 
accessible to you while I don't have those. So I think if it's just about, you know, like you said, you, you get a, a lot busier life currently than me at the moment. So I do have more time to, to look at fantasy, but I think. But even, even over the whole season, I think I've, yeah, haven't put as much time in as what I did last season. So you are, you are right, which is a, it is a time thing, but it is a choice thing because you, everyone's yeah. got free time. It's how you spend it. It's the whole, why do you never catch up with your friends? No, you have to make time for friends. You have to and make like, let's time. And let's be honest, so if you were in my position, if you were in my position and I was in yours, you know, the shoe would be on the father foot. You'd be the one that would be like completely obsessed with it and doing everything. And I'd be the well, one yeah, that would be like, the eh, better you get them. And that's the more you get results, the more you drive and you're like, well, mm. well let's make this something and not stuff it up and, and invest more. So I think, yeah, it is, it is because I'm, I'm a, like, I'm, I'm putting more, like to be involved in the podcast, we're discussing it more and more, but I'm getting the same rank as what I did than mm. last season. I'm like, what's, why am I doing more and getting less? And so it's more about changing my tactics. And, and I, I have not looked at the stats as much as, as what I used to. Mm. Um, I, only I still don't like think, two, two I don't matches, think you're giving so. yourself as much credit as you, you deserve because sure, it's not, it's not a significant change from last year's results, but that can be anyone's like, you know, that could be me this year. You know, I could be, putting 10 times as much effort in and still having a poor rank. That's just because, you know, it's not just, it doesn't just come down to knowledge and stats. It also comes down to luck, a lot of luck, bro. And, you know, for instance, this game week, what you did was I had merit completely. The Son to KDB this week for future game weeks is fair enough. But, you know, you got burnt by luck. You didn't expect... I mean, sure, I was against Man United. I had a bit more faith than you did, but you didn't expect KDB <laughs> to put two goals away, you know, because realistically, Son had the easier fixture and, you know, KDB had the harder one. So I think luck comes down to it quite a bit as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. So, dude, and like and we- that's, that's it. It's it's so hard to to pick over. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's, not a, it's not a... I'm not bashing on myself about it. It's more yeah. just going what motivates us to try harder to invest mm. more in what you have started begun to do because you think about it there must be I, I predict this every year i sort of predict that around christmas we're going to lose hundreds of thousands of people who just don't come back and do their team yeah ghost teams. and over a whole season like there's going to be at least a couple of mil maybe i mean i mean i think i see the numbers change so i think they must drop them off but there's at least two million that drop off so mm. Maybe more. So that's already I reckon, should yeah. be better than I don't know a rank of six million. <laughs> like <laughs> there's there's nine mil totally in the competition, and I think mm. a quarter of those are ghost teams. Yeah, at least at least a quarter. And so, really, if you know, if you if you're under I don't know four million, and you know where you stand, you probably do not have the motivation because you're like, ah, oh, bloody hell, I'll just change my team whenever I want, and that's probably where. I don't know, 80% of people sit is like, mm. oh, I forgot to do my team, but I don't care about it that much. Exactly. So to be serious about it and to change, to change, like I think that's the first commitment any anyone needs to make is commit to setting time aside, whether you set an alarm or you set time aside each week, sit down and you plan your team, even if it's just for that week. You don't have to look ahead, but it's going, if you can't do that, then you're not going to get a good score. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, like I said, 9 million players playing, you're inside the top one mil. You're inside the top, you know, it's, it's good, man. Like, it's a positive. 
you know it's a it's a stepping point to push inside you know the top you can still easily get to the top 100k again which is considered to be what one of your best ranks inside the top 100k yeah one one twenty five thousand. and you have those chips and, and in play seven. still you still got the most powerful chip in the game yeah Buddy, yeah. I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm just, this was more um, more of a point of the difference between our attitudes and habits that, yeah. that of clearly based on what the point difference is, mm. is makes the difference for, yeah. for the listeners. This yeah, wasn't definitely. me bashing on myself being like, oh, bloody hell, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only, I'm only getting 12,000. I'm thinking more like, oh. I've made all these changes. I'm thinking like, I'm not, why am I not getting better? <laughs> <laughs> what do I have God, to do? Kicking a bucket around the yard, smoking a cigarette, standing in the rain. Kane, come inside. No, I'm not happy with my fantasy team. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's all that's right. Me, it's me after every bad game week, essentially. Do you, do, do you know what you're doing in the next game week? I do. I have a plan, Kane. The man and, has a plan. Um, you know, obviously, there's still. There's still, you know, four games to play tomorrow night, which could change a lot of things. Um, You've got nine nine players to play, so oh yeah, I know. I'm looking like my, I won't be happy for anything less than 120 this week. That's what I want. I want a 120 because I still got my captain to play as well. Um, and yeah, Rafina. Like I said, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Rafina could easily score some points this week. 100%. Yes. He's still, like I said, he had his chance too, and he's still got a really good fixture against Aston Villa at home. In, um, in a, yeah. You know, so I think he can still get those points. Um, I'm expecting points from both all my Wolves players, including Jimenez off the bench, even if he doesn't start. If Luca Dean comes back, that'll be the, that'll be my, my biggest disappointment is if Luca Dean doesn't get a, any game, any game time. I'll be pissed off with a double game week player getting two zeros. That just yeah, when you, when you play the bench boost. Yeah, like, it just taints my whole structure. It's just it's annoying. Especially because so, so Luca Dean is Luca fucking Dean. I need Dean. to know. It's, it's the Dean. I hate I him so much. I need to know much. what you're doing this week. What's, yeah. what's your thought process? Um, so currently for this game week, um, I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six double game weekers. So... I've got my Arsenal boys and my Liverpool boys plus Dubravka. So I'm originally before the game against the Tottenham against Everton, I was going to either do um, Robertson in for Luca Dean or Sace, one of those guys, which would have given me the triple up Liverpool players, or I was going to roll and just go into game week um, game week 30 with two free transfers. But after, I don't know if you watched the game, but I watched the Tottenham game and mm. I'm just terrified of not having Kane for this double game week. Um, I really am because he looks like the Kane of old, the Kane that I brought in, yeah. you know, 10, 11 game weeks ago that did nothing for me. He, that, he's, he's essentially back to what he is. Um, are you are you thinking what I think you're thinking of getting Kane in? But but you're doing uh, are you going to do Lacazette to Kane? No. So my plan is currently, um, you know, I'm thinking 
like I said, I was going to probably do just roll it or do one free transfer, but now I'm possibly doing a minus eight <laughs> <laughs> because yep. I look at it. I look at the upside. It's all about value and upside for game week 29 and 30, because obviously there's the blank game weeks in 30. So I want to make sure that I maximize that as well without using a chip. So for me and maximizing the double game weeks. So for me, the current um, thought process is getting rid of Jimenez. So if Jimenez doesn't start this week, it's just an easy transfer for me. I think mm-hmm. you know he's, he's out of favor. It's easy transfer to go. So getting rid of Jimenez, Son, and Luca Dean for Kane, Kulovetsky, and Matt Doherty. So wow, the three yeah. performers from this week's game. Yeah, so it's very much reactionary. It's very much reaction bias, but um, there, I I feel like there's huge upside in that because obviously. You know, Son is the biggest downfall in that situation because I'm essentially sideways moving him and he could easily burn me because who's to say that Son won't outscore Kane or Kulovetsky? But instead of having one Tottenham player, I have three um, because there's no possible way of me getting Kane in without downgrading either a Son or a Salah or a Trent or a James, which I'm not willing to do. Um and the fact that Kulovetsky's done so well recently and after watching that game, he looks like he's pretty much nailed on and he's only 6.1 mil means it's an easy avenue to get Kane in. Um, and then Matt Doherty's only 4.7. So essentially he's cheap enough that it doesn't really matter too much if he is benched, but I just can't see it happening being he's, he's had the tackling returns in his last two game weeks. So I think a minus eight, to get players that are playing a double game week this week, plus playing in on 30 and have really good fixtures for the rest of the season is definitely worth it. Especially if it gives me Kane. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think about that move? I, I like it. So your lineup is Dubravka, Trent, Gabriel, James and Doherty. And Sace currently. And Sace. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Sorry, that's just, no, if I change it around. So, yeah, it'll be, if I make that move, it'll be Dubravka with a double, Trent with a double, Gabriel with a double, James, because against Newcastle, Doherty with a double, Saka, double, Rafina against Norwich, Kulovetsky with a double, Salah with a double, and probably my captain, Kane with a double, and Lacazette with a double. And I'll be yeah, benching Saints. I'll be I'll bench Broha. Yeah. Broha, I don't. I'm a bit reluctant to bench, but if there's any news that um, James is going to be rested against Newcastle, I'll just chuck Broha on ahead of him, which I'm happy with. Um, and that then gives me for game week 30, it gives me um, what's that? Ten players um, for game week doubles. Yep. Yeah. No. 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 For the blank game week, so I have ten players which means that I would probably either get rid of Breuer or possibly Salah for a one game for get one game week. Um, and yeah, it sets me up beautifully. Like obviously, you know, it's a bit counterintuitive because it's like I'm getting rid of Dean, 
Son and Jimenez, who all have fixtures in game week 30. But they've only got, you know, if Dean's got two fixtures from now to game week 30, Son's got three fixtures and Jimenez got two. But I'm upgrading him by getting two fixtures from all of my, um, sorry, three fixtures from all of my Tottenham players. So they're all going to get, you know, nine fixtures essentially compared to five. So, mm. yeah. Eight. Yeah. So it's an ups- there is upside there. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, I, c- I could go without Doherty. So I could just go Sun down to Kulovetsky, um, Jimenez up to Kane. I can easily do that and just do it from minus four. But I'm just thinking that Doherty, he looks so good and he's got a double game week. And Luca Dean does have COVID. And if he doesn't get up for Leeds, what who's to say that he won't get up for the for the game against West Ham? Plus it's a hard fixture as well. I just I'd rather have Doherty. You know? I mean I could I could pay up money for Regulon. Uh, Is he st- only four point seven? Yeah, man. That's why wow. he's so cheap wow. because dude, he hasn't he hasn't been in favor with any of the managers. So he wasn't in favor with Mourinho. I'm just going to write that down because that is ridiculous. <laughs> you might as well make the transfer. So um, when you <laughs> when you <laughs> when you look at value for players at four point seven, he is the second best value player for what their expected points are based on their stats over the next five game weeks. Definitely. So. It's got the, a, it's the got only a goal better one is actually game. Ramsdale. Yeah. So, yeah. And t- typically it is keepers because they're the only one that plays their position. Yeah. And the cheap keepers as well. Because Ramsdale yeah. was 4.5 at the start of the season. So it makes sense. Um, but we, we knew what Doherty could, we knew what Doherty could do at Wolves, right? Because he's, he's, he's shown what he can do at Wolves and that's why Tottenham bought him. But his downfall is his defense. He's, he's just a terrible defender, right? It's a bit like, you know, Regulon's not the greatest defender either. But because Conte's playing that formation, it suits perfectly for that. I mean, sure, mm. he might be found out a little bit against United or Brighton, but I still think it's his place to lose. And I think when the fact that he's got that, you know, a- attacking aspect to his game where, you know, like I said, two weeks ago, he's got a goal. This week, he's got two assists. I just can't see him losing his spot to fucking... To that crab royale, you know, <laughs> like it's just. But like I did say, like if if I knew that Sessignong was out for a significant amount of time, I probably would be more inclined to get in Regulon because Regulon has no opposition there; he doesn't have any competition because it's only Sessignong and Regulon that can play on that side. But Doherty's got Royale and sometimes Tanganga. So it's a bit harder, but I still think it's just for his price, the value is there and the upside's there. So I'm keen on it. Yeah. Probably not what you expected, huh? No, no. When was the last time you did an eight point hit? Um, It's probably been a while. I have done one this year. Um, I did one in... No, I haven't done one. Mm. I haven't done one because I've done minus four. So I've done four, 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 four. Yeah, I haven't done a minus eight yet this season. But I'm pretty well set to draw minus eight because I'm inside the top 5K um, and I've got a bit of points to play around. And I think at the end, I will get those points back. But 
what I really want to ask you is your opinion on sacrificing Cain. I mean, sacrificing Son to get to Cain. What's your thoughts on that? Being that well, you also have Son. It, it comes down to, because how much is... Uh, Cain? Kulachevsky? Kulavesky. Kulazevsky. People say uh, just so call Kulo. 6.1. Kulo. Yeah, it's Kulo. cheap ass. Kulo, Kulo, Kulo. So in right, comparison, so he's, cheaper, he's cheaper than Rafina. He's cheaper than, um, you know, Bowen. So he's got, when it comes to his output, considerably good stats. Yeah. And I think he, you're right, he's nailed on. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's midfielder. He looks good. He's, he's getting in the right positions. He's involved because that's the hardest thing about you're sharing a position, you're sharing midfield with Son. Um, but he also frees up Son. So, and he plays 90, Kane. That's the most promising part. He played 90 minutes the other day against Everton. Son was the one that was sacrificed after 60, which probably shows you that Son's more important because after a 5 0 you know, lead, you're going to get rid of the most important player. And I think the only reason Kane didn't come off was because he was on a hat-trick. So if he only had just gotten the one goal, he probably would have been um, subbed off earlier. But because he had two goals, he was probably going to stay on for the 90. Yeah. I think when you, when you think about transfers at this current moment, you should either be looking at him or Saka or Son if you don't already have him. Mm. I do... Let me think about this. I do think Son outscores him, but obviously you've got the price difference. And when you think about value players with Tottenham coming into form, they are the ones you should be jumping on, but not at the expense of Arsenal players when they've just done that this week. So it's more the question. They're, obviously, they're more expensive. So yeah. I get what you're saying. So in terms of to get to Kane, it's I, I think it's the right move because it's... It's not just the Son, it's also mm. Dinier and Jimenez, where Jimenez is a risk, it could bite you, but I don't think it's going to bite you by a whole heap unless uh, Wolves change how they're going to play and start hitting that, that striker, Yeah, which isn't how they play because they haven't been able to play because he hasn't been there properly for most of the season, mm. being it's come back. Um, and Dinier is not in the form that we thought he was going to be for his price point, like you can get better defenders at 5.1 that'll get you better points just on clean sheets because the team's there. And so um, it's not just the Kane move. So to answer your question, I do think Kane will out, is worth the extra money over Son, but it's about what you're doing the rest of the team and you're making multiple transfers to get the better player, but still all three of them will outscore the loss of Son and you're replacing two weaker players. So overall, your strategy is sound in my eyes. Um, Eight-point hit is an eight-point hit, but it's about will the strategy pay more than that over how many game weeks are we talking? Really, three players for Tottenham when you've got a double game week against a weaker United technically brightens the harder game here. Yeah, definitely. Both away. So... You could make up that eight points if all they have to do is Kane just has to play like he did on the, against Everton. Yeah, well, what like Kane's played the last three game weeks essentially. Yeah, and yeah. like it, it, that's what I think. I, I'm trying to 
justify the move by saying to myself that Kane will outscore Son because that's essentially the only. That's all that matters, really. I don't that, care that, about. I don't think that's your measuring stick, though, because it's your team overall, and it's I'm, your team overall going forwards because yeah, you haven't got the chips that everyone else has. I know, but I still feel like that is my only reason for doing it because I'm more fearful of Kane than I am of Son. If, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, like, but so you're you're also like I think you should be fearful of if Jimenez continues to do crap, you're missing out on points that Kane would also get. That's what I mean. It's reframe yeah. it. It's not just Son. It's no, I know, but Son is the only way I can get to Kane. That's what I'm saying. It's it's the only yeah. way. So I have yeah. to. But there's there's nothing wrong with a sideways move unless mm. Son does outscore Kane. But how? <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. How? <laughs> Well, you'll you'll make it up with the other moves, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's you've what still I got think. the other ton of play. Because if Kane's not involved and he starts playing a false nine, drops right back, and Son and Kulovsky overlap him, mm. then Kulovsky's involved. So yeah. you're at least getting an assist. Um, exactly. Same thing with Dalton. He's getting up there. He's getting the crosses in. So mm. he's potentially involved. There's there's every chance that you could be saying this in Kulovsky, Kulo completely gets missed out and it's Son to yeah. Kane, Son out to Doherty and in. So by tripling up, you're, you're hedging your bets a lot on Tottenham, mm. but they're, they're on a drive. Yeah. And they have nothing. It's this thing. Tottenham also have no other competitions. They're out of all competitions. So all they have is the Premier League. So they're going to be pushing for a top four spot. Which, um, which we've seen what teams do. Like typically that's what Wolves is when they mm. weren't in Europa. When they mm. get out, you're like, get in their defense because they've got nothing else to do. Yeah. And I also think, like, you know, Kane is just, he's kind of unstoppable when it comes, when he gets in this form. Um, in, injury is the only thing that'll stop him. And they finally, Tottenham start, have finally started to look like they've been clicking. I mean, sure, it's hard to, it's hard to go by just the one result against Everton, knowing how bad Everton are. But, I mean, I watched that oh, game. Well, they also beat City a couple of weeks ago, didn't they? Yeah, I know. But that's the thing, like, Tottenham against a team like City, it's their, their play style. Tottenham love to counter-attack. That's how they play. So they are mm. quite happily like this because I don't know if you watched the game, but Everton for the first 20 minutes, even though Tottenham had scored, Everton just had the ball the whole time. Tottenham want, they don't want the ball. That's their, that's their tactics in games. They just want to counter. So they will let you have the ball all day, have the possession, take the shots from outside the box, and then they just counter a counter. And that's why having the pacey guys like Son and Kulavesi and Kane with the build-up play, it just works so beautiful. And that's why I'm keen to triple up on them. Like I'm sure Doherty's not going to get clean sheets, but I'm picking him because not only because he's 4.7, but because he has the attacking potential. Um, and yeah. Just the fact that, you know, it, it might... Ideally, having just Kane and Son, I'll be happy with that, but it's unrealistic. Too much money. It, it just can't happen. I can't have Kane, Son and Salah. It's just too much money. So Son is unfortunately the one that's going to have to be sacrificed. But, um, yeah. I don't know I'm, what you're worried about. <laughs> I'm worried about Son getting a hat-trick this week and Kane getting fucking <laughs> blank. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> but... Um, you know, time will tell, I guess. Um, any more questions before we move on to your team? No, nope. So you're pretty um, much happy with your that's a good idea, it's a good move. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not the one I was thinking of. Um, mm. but 
I'm a more conservative player. So, and you've already got the bloody three Arsenal assets. So, yeah, yeah. And Whereas I'm... I think most people this week are going, "Who can I get from Arsenal?" Yeah, exactly. And how am I getting sucker in? You've already got him. Yeah, and that's well. That I this is this is the bonus of having playing the wild card in game week 26 is because I was able to do these moves um, because I planned ahead all the way up to game week 30. But um, quickly before we do, oh no, we'll talk about that when we talk about captains. But let's go on to your team. So what's your thoughts this week, buddy? Uh, so when I had a quick look at it earlier, I saw Cancelo had an issue. Yeah, so he's, just, say he was... he's sick. Um, I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it is COVID because he's, he's been ruled out of the Champions League game. However... Like I said, with COVID over here, essentially, as soon as you're symptom-free, you're good to go. Um, like Luca Dean's a prime example. If he plays tomorrow night, he's only had COVID for five days. So you might be okay. It just you just got to – it's a touch-and-go situation with Cancelo. All I'm saying is it's not definitely ruled out is what I'm saying. Hmm. Yeah, so – So what I was – what I initially thought of, but I, I – I think I will reel myself in here, was actually getting rid of Cancelo. Mm-hmm. Which has merit. Van, has merit. Van Dyke. Um, and it was partially if he's not playing this week, but then also the blanking game at 30. But then the second part I go is, but I don't know if I can get him back in. Like, yep. Can I afford that? Because if I look at... What he would cost me. Cancelo uh, is seven mil. I mean, look yeah. at me. I haven't had Cancelo for three game I, weeks. I, I got him <laughs> at 6.8. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, it says something, doesn't it? I mean, but the other side is it's Cancelo. Like he is a powerhouse of a defender. Yeah, he could easily, he could have easier hold against you guys. Um, mm-hmm. He had plenty of shots. But so maybe I do scratch that or possibly I, I haven't considered how much money I actually have in the bank to look at something else. It was just a very quick oh, podcast coming up. So let's see what's possible. And he is, he is against Crystal Palace this week. So you think he's got a big chance of getting a clean sheet. Um, but he also doesn't play in 30. Can I quickly ask you what your thoughts is on 30? Is that still, you're still looking at free hit 30 or not? Are you trying to get away with that? Uh, if I'm pretty sure that's what I end up doing, um, yeah. because I'm I'm pretty well set up this week, uh, mm. so I could roll it and do something else in 30 rather than getting out of. Yeah, because the the second part to my transfer was going to be another minus four, which was Bowen to Saka. Yeah, but then there's potential that I'm just getting Bowen back in, so that's With where Bowen, I sort of went. Yeah, Bowen had a. Um, it's been reported as an Achilles injury. So there's talk. So he's, I, I mean, I know on FPL, he's only like, I think 75% fit, but I'm pretty sure Achilles he's not going to play serious. this week. I don't think he's going to yeah. play. But he could but easily then, be back for the week after. But they don't play in 30. It. So essentially. Uh, yes, they do. No. West Ham don't. Do they? Sure. Pretty sure they do. Oh, West Ham in 30. Well, maybe yeah, they, they do. Yeah, Spurs. they do. Sorry, you're right. Yes, they do. Sorry. I got confused. I thought Burnley. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so 
okay, Bowen does play in 30. And it's a good fixture against Spurs, essentially. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I was in your position, I would do what you were doing. I would consider Saka because he has the extra, extra fixture and he's fit and he's in form. I think Saka to Bowen is... I mean, Bowen to Saka is like the easiest move you could possibly do, <laughs> personally. I mean, I'm a Saka owner. I know what it's like to have Saka. It's nice. It's good. Um, it's a good feeling. For 6.5, um, it, it could just as easily be finally getting rid of Rafina that I've wanted for many, many weeks. Um, and maybe I do that after this game week. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the fact that Rafina has Norwich this week, yeah, it's more exactly. reason to hold him, yeah. But by the same standard, I've held him for, I don't know, six weeks. Yeah. Weeks. And it's so like, uh, how many double game weeks do you have currently for game week 29? Currently, 29 will be. So I'll, I guess I'll run through my lineup here. So to, to finish that, I could, it's only today that I've looked at it, mm. given that we've only just sort of decided to do the podcast. Um, and then the second part is I could just as easily roll because I'm pretty happy with how my team sits. Mm-hmm. which would be the first time I've rolled all season, maybe second. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanchez in the goals, who has Liverpool Tottenham, so expecting him to die. Um, hopefully not actually Save die. points, hopefully. Maybe maybe it's almost time to, to get rid of a keeper and get it Ramsdale, which I should have done <laughs> a long time ago. Um, not in a double game week, I guess. Uh, Trent, who double game week. Livermento, who I will keep because he's got Watford. Cancelo, down, I'm going to get rid of him because we know there's points in defenders, especially mm. good ones. Um, crossed my mind for a second before about going to three at the back and going back to that, and the money would then go into the midfield, which or, is what a lot of people are doing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because midfield currently is where all the points are. Like you just look at this, yeah. this game week as a prime example. Which is the same towards the end of last season. So, mm. um, or there's more money for. Kane because I mean Livermento is nothing but Tierney at 5.1 you can downgrade him to a nothing and that's an extra half a mil mm. um, other changes to be made but obviously I'm coming up to wildcard time so it's more if I'm free hitting for 30 then just use the transfers based on a week to week because it's very likely that I'm then wildcarding in 31 and, and looking at a bench boost close, closely after that Yeah, good, um, good idea so it's very short-term changes is, is what I'm getting at. There's not much so there could risk be, in what I'm doing. They, if they're short-term changes, they could be risky changes then, surely. They could. <laughs> you are right. You are very right. Um, anyway, it's just yeah. more trying to avoid the hit because I've got my money spread. Mm. Um, so Rafina uh, has Norwich. Son has the double. Coutinho has West Ham. Salah has Brighton and Arsenal. Dennis Southampton and Jimenez Everton. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if... Bowen's playing. I don't know where I would fit him in, but him over Livermento, yeah, possibly. Know. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that was in my head. Mm. Um, I'm just looking at yeah, Veghorst stats aren't good. So I think the hardest thing is I've got um, Ben Me. Veghorst, Bowen, and Ward on the bench. Who? Yeah, Me's probably going to be injured still. Guaranteed. To be fair. Yeah, definitely, definitely knee injury. He's mm. out. And, and that's, I mean, that's money that could be. There is an alternative here where 
I actually wildcard this week, free hit next week, but the wildcard still sets me up from game week 31 to potentially bench boost then or whatever. Mm. I, I do but think my team's set up yeah. fairly well in anyway, so what's the point? I mean, obviously, there is a point. If you do... So a lot of people are wildcarding this week um, because of the fact that they can maximise all the double game weekers. So you would get triple, you get triple Spurs, triple Liverpool, um, triple Arsenal straight up out of the bag, and that's they're all double game weekers. Trust me, it looks fucking amazing. Um, if I had a wild card, I completely understand. And then yeah, they go into game week thirty. Um, they don't actually essentially have to um, while uh, use the free hit in thirty because you set yourself up with a bench. So the idea is that you would only bench your three Liverpool players because Arsenal and Tottenham they play in thirty. So, and then they still keep the free hit and they still keep the bench boost. So then you could obviously bench boost in a double game week, like game week 33 or 36, which are going to be what I understand the next big double game weeks. And then you've still got your free hit to use in one of the other double game weeks. So that is like a sound strategy that I know a lot of people are doing it. Like I know on the socials anyway, there's a lot of people wildcarding. Um, if you do go down that road, um, obviously just taking to a, like, it's hard. Like in your position, Kane, I, if I was in your position, I would say go for it because you have nothing to lose. I mean, mm. you, you could be a little bit cautious and, um, you know, play it safe. But then, like I said, with, with the wild card, you want to maximize it over a, some, a certain number of weeks. And if you, if you use the wild card in game week 31, then you've only got seven game weeks to, to kind of maximize this output. So well, and and you do look at the stats for uh, for Spurs. Sorry, not stats. The fixtures um, for Liverpool and for Arsenal, which is the bulk of your squad. That's nine of your players, and they're all good runs. As obviously, as long as they keep their form, um, City as well. So it's kind of like it depends on what you can afford, obviously, and where where your team falls down. But that's a very Serious consideration and brings us back to I need to spend more time on Twitter if that's what people are talking about because yeah. I've only just thought of it and you've obviously how long have you known about this? Oh, dude, a lot of people um, have done it straight away because that's just the strategy that they went with. Um, but I'd recommend that you fiddle around with the FPL um, dot team again and have a look what your team would look like because obviously that takes into account how much money you have, yada yada yada, and you can see down the track with a wild card because you are right. Technically you have a good enough team to go through this game week and through next game week, but it just comes down to, you know, sure you get through this game week, next game week, you get through it. Okay. But then what, like, <laughs> is it too late for you to try and take a big chunk and yeah, trying that's, to get a better. Something overall? I've been thinking about is mm. when am I actually using my wild card? Cause all I've done is put it in my mind of game week 31 because the bench boost is out of the way, Yeah, but I haven't even looked at it. I don't know what, like a two and a half and looks at fixtures and that's it. I'm just not planning ahead. So that's a serious consideration. And like in your team, like, you know, there's players there that you would quite easily, you know, want to get rid of like their course. You probably want to get rid of me. You want to get rid of, you want to fix up your keeper situation. You know, you probably want to fix up Dennis and Jimenez currently based on what they're providing. I mean, yeah, sure they could yeah. be different. But then you'll be able to no, jump so on once, the once you're in four trades, you're looking yeah. at the wild card. Um, I'm just taking note of how long we've been talking. I think it's 
we get we get into your team quickly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, look, if you wildcard the game, you need to tell me, and you, and I, I need to tell you how to do it. Because <laughs> trust me, I have already got plenty of wildcard drafts up my sleeve of what my team would look like if I if I had the chance. All right. I mean, you, you'll have to send me a few. Yeah. Definitely. Um. All right. Cool. That's yeah. So nice. So if you don't wildcard, you'll possibly roll, or you'll probably turn Bowen into Saka, possibly. I, d- I doubt I would do that. And that's yeah. where I'm lost. I'm going, it's literally Rafina. Yeah. And I get it sucker for him. Yeah. Um, I doubt I'm going to be happy with Jimenez. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's see. a lot to learn. Yeah. Um, so with me is that, yeah, like I said, if I do do that minus eight, I would be lining up as we, you know, suggested before with, um, yeah. Um, having- so it was what I said, but yeah, I think you said you might play, Broha over James this is what I want to bring you back to. Yeah, so but if, really, you're better off just keeping Broha as your first bench. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm a little bit worried that if James is benched, he comes on for a stupid cameo that he always does for like the last two minutes of the game and gets a one-pointer. But also, that's the upside because Newcastle have been in better form. And if if it's Neil all at halftime, Tuchel's probably going to bring on James in a way to try and get that point of difference, try and get a goal. Um, yeah. But yeah, Broha's fixture is it's really inviting against Watford. But yeah, it's my least of my worries, like I said. Um, but yeah, that's how I'd li- I'd line up with that back. Um, did I say back four or back three? No, it'll be back four. Uh, four in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be a four-four-two. Um, but yeah, most importantly, I'm gonna triple captain Kane. Um, triple captain Salah this week. Sorry. So that's triple happening. Captain Salah. Yep. So triple captain Salah, triple vice captain on game. If I make those trades, because I have nothing to lose. Um, I obviously didn't use it when I should have in game week twenty six. But also, Salah probably has the best fixture out of all the double game weekers when it comes in the next to the end of the season. Um, you know, there's a possibility that um, Man City could get a good double game week in game week 36, um, that Leicester could get a good double game week or a few good double game weeks, but Salah is the best player in the competition and it's just the smart move. Like, don't overthink it. He's got Brighton and Arsenal. They're both away, but he can easily score and he scored in both of those fixtures before. So I'm happy if Salah can get three goals over two game weeks, even though he hasn't showed much form, to try and, you know, try and get some sort of... <laughs> I don't know, sympathy points from last the last double um, when everyone triple catched him last time. Um, it would be nice to get some of those points back. So, yeah, I'm going to triple captain Salah this week. I'm 99% sure unless something happens. Unless Salah, Salah played last night in the Champions League, hit the post twice, and he came out on his um, post interview and it was like, oh, you know, sometimes you do that. He's like, I hit the post twice, but, you know, as long as, you know, we get a good result, even though they lost. But he was like, and then he said, Hopefully next week I can score three. So that's all I needed here. <laughs> it's still the fact that he said, you know, he's going to be pushing and pushing because Salah is, you know, as much of a great player he is, he's very selfish and he loves to score goals. So it's yeah. the perfect, yeah. perfect triple captain candidate. Um, so I presume you're going to captain Salah this week? Uh, don't know. It's... If if I do pull the wildcard trigger, I would probably Captain Kane. Really? So you would go very mm. different. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, wow. 
shows it shows you how much faith you have in your Man United team. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it there was unlucky stuff in the game, and mm. then there was downright ridiculous stuff. Now, mm. knowing, like I guess I put it on par that United and Brighton, one of them is going to be harder than the other, mm. but Arsenal could be just as hard as United if 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 United actually pull their crap together. If if not, Arsenal could actually be harder. So I see Kane's fixtures better. Yeah. He does, but I just feel like I don't know. It's more Salah's ceiling is higher, well, is what you're about to say? You know exactly what happened the last time everyone should have kept Salah. I think the yeah. fact if you don't try and cover some of those points, because if he does go massive, because this thing, Kane's not going to be highly captained, right? And I think you're already doing the differential move by wildcarding this week. So I think by wildcarding and then also captaining Kane on top of that is like double differential. <laughs> so yeah. it's obviously yeah. has a really good upside, but also has a really bad downside. And I think that just the fact that you're wildcarding is good enough. And I think that's, personally, that's what I would say. I'd still try and defend with the Salah captain, but because mm. everyone's going to captain Salah this week and it'll be, when I mean everyone, I mean everyone. And the people that are trying to gain rank and trying to go different will go Kane or Mane, essentially. But like I said, you're already going different with the wild card if you do it. So food yep. for thought. Noted. Noted. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll better wrap this up because you're yeah, right. It has gone for a while. Um, interesting though. I love this podcast where it's like you've had, especially with you, you've had your mind set on what you're going to do this week. And then by the end of the podcast, you're going to wild card. <laughs> so it's, because literally it'll literally. be like, you'll text me. It'll be like, we podcast it up. I'm like, yeah, man. I better look at my team. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell am I doing? I yeah. Just jump some stuff down. I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's one ex- one extremity to the other. It's it's great. And that's that's all about. That's what that's why we love this game, buddy. Because anything can happen at any time. And um, yep. like for me, this will be my fourth chip in four weeks, which is insane. I'm playing four chips in a row. It's crazy. Wild card, free hit, bench boost, triple captain. <laughs> Absolutely insane. <laughs> but it's worth every little bit of it. So, um, all right, man. Well, hopefully we get some more points for the rest of the game week for game of twenty eight tomorrow night and um i'll be speaking to you very soon to see what's going on with your possible wild card yeah but, so we'll have to post what our points end up as and obviously our new team is into the next yeah, game 100 100 all right all right man well good good chats and um have a good good rest of the game week and we'll speak good chats. soon good luck and i won't use that applause sound ever again okay the yep. rustling tinfoil <laughs> yeah put put the tinfoil back in the cupboard not the tinfoil take it off my head go his way <laughs> all right see you guys